Welcome to the Hoodoo and Chill Podcast, the number one hoodoo and spirituality-based podcast bringing awareness to African-American spirituality and a wide range of thought-provoking topics. I am Papa Seer, your host, your narrator, and your storyteller. Before the show begins, make sure you're subscribed or following the show so you don't miss out on any episodes. And as always, donations of love keep our podcast alive and give us the ability to upgrade the show, enhance our content, and most importantly, do what we love. You can use any link in the description to send your donation of love today. Now, let's start the show. Good morning, grand rising, or grand evening, wherever you may be listening. It is me, Papa Seer, your host, your narrator, and storyteller of the number one hoodoo-based podcast, the Hoodoo and Chill Podcast. Family, as always, I am ecstatic to be here. I think today's show is going to be phenomenal. I am so excited because we have not done a hoodoo voices episode in a while so to be here at the microphone prepared to venerate one of these ancestors one of these pioneers pioneers of the hoodoo conjure root work tradition it's always an honor i love what i do and i would not trade this in for the world before we get into that again i do want to just offer another gracious thank you to each and every last soul that attended the previous archangels invocation class again it was just an amazing opportunity to meet and fellowship with some of you all i think i made some new friends some new students new mentees so always a great experience if you yourself are interested in the pantheon of angelology a brief light intro into demonology or just extending your spiritual repertoire as far as ritual work is concerned the class is available for you on the website hoodooconjurerootwork.com under the shop portion of the page you can find access to the video you can also find access to the audio only class as well as each download comes with the pdf guide to assist you with your journey into the archangels i also just want to give a gracious thank you to our website developer who has updated the website to make it easier for you to book readings with myself that is under our book a reading portion of the website so we've made it so much easier for you to streamline your booking process and i look forward to communing with any and every last one of you who choose to book a session with me this is not the first hoodoo voices episode that we've done obviously if you are an avid listener of the podcast or if you are an og hoodoo and chill family member you know that we've been doing these hoodoo voices episodes for such a long time years oh i'm getting a little emotional right now just thinking about the days when i used to podcast with toya and just how fun those episodes were i miss her 
we're gonna have to bring Toya back to the podcast at least for an episode uh hey how have you been how are you doing we love Toya and we just wish Toya all of the best endeavors for all of the things that she's accomplishing in her own personal journey but back to today's episode and why I think it's so important and why I think this practitioner this occult scholar spiritualist why she is so important to me I don't even know where to begin you know I've been sitting on this interview and I'm gonna be honest with you all right now I've been sitting on this interview for over a year and I was introduced to Madam Collins as always doing my thorough research through the hoodoo conjuration witchcraft root workbook by Harry Middleton Hyatt I never can say his name right but anyway I stumbled across a small excerpt from her originally just you know looking for research and information on Carolyn Dye and we'll get more into that too and I found you know a short excerpt from Madam Collins then as I'm you know looking through the book even more I find a business card of hers now this is what stuck out to me first before the work even though her work is so prolific i mean so in detail what really made me fall in love with this particular practitioner was that she had a business card now i know for some of you that's like okay papa's here what do you mean a business card well i want you to think about the backdrop of this story that we're going to talk about today this is in the early 19th century we are not even a hundred years removed from slavery. We are at the beginning of Jim Crow and segregation and just that horrible period for black people. Yet we have a woman. And let me also remind you that during this time, it was illegal to practice hoodoo it was against the law they would literally throw you in jail if you were found guilty of practicing quote-unquote witchcraft if it's as if it were a 16th century witch trial literally this was going on in the early 19th century back to this practitioner i found her business card madam collins and she listed herself as a spiritualist, which I also found extremely important as well, because, you know, spiritism is my love. And sometimes people look at me sideways. They're like, Alan Kardec, that's a white man. Why do you want to get into that? And I'm like, because spiritualism is, 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 is Alan Kardec didn't create spiritualism. This is, this is a theology that he took and put on paper back to the story, Madam Collins, on paper was a spiritualist as well as a very very knowledgeable who do worker and i'm just like here we have a woman a black woman doing an illegal practice disguising it as spiritualist work or hiding it behind spiritualism and she has a business card now for if, if you can't think of how prolific that is to be a black woman in the early 19th century with your own business and business card i really think that you should research american history and just learn about how hard it was just for women in general in this country with no rights and here we have a black woman with a business card there are some of you out here today 
with businesses, online companies and selling your salts and everything else with absolutely no paperwork behind your name. And I'm not getting on you, but I'm just letting you know that like the enterprise of black people, the oh my God, the business mindset of black people, we it's always been there. This is absolutely nothing new. So that right there just gained me a soft spot with Madam Collins. And I said, I have to, I have to learn more about this woman. And I've read her interview a few times. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't put it down. And out of every practitioner that we've interviewed so far, we've, you know, like retold the stories of these interviews. I think what's significant about Madam Collins is that for lack of better words, she teaches you how she teaches you the who do business, the who do business, the business of conjure, the business of spiritualism and what it took and what was required to be a professional spiritualist in that time. And I think sometimes that we forget that hoodoo is very much a business as well. There's a business side of this. It's not all just a spiritual journey. This is also a practice, religion, magic, whatever you want to call it. It put food on people's tables. It, it paid the bills for some people. It, you know, it did more than just get you what you wanted. It took care of families. And Madam Collins was a woman of nine children and a husband. Okay. And she was taking care of her family with her business. So reading Madam Collins interview and getting to know her work, this woman is literally teaching you how to go out here and open up your own hoodoo business and what you need to do and the things that are required with that. Now, I'm going to be honest, as always, some things I agree with. There's always something with every last one of these practitioners that I don't agree with. And I think that all of us have to have that type of mindset when reading these interviews because you can't take everything in as truth okay it's their truth you know apply it where it applies okay now more on madam collins we need to talk about where she comes from as always i think that if you have a backdrop you will understand the story a little bit better So when we get back, we're going to talk about Madam Collins, who she is, where she's from, and why her story is so important. The Hoodoo and Chill podcast will return after this short ad break. Why make another major decision without knowing the outcome beforehand? Would you like to know where your relationship is headed? or what the future holds in store for you? My name is Papa Seer, and I want to assist you in making all the right decisions so that you, yes you, may live your best life. Are you seeking a new career? Does your love life need insight? Or maybe you want to connect with your ancestors or past loved ones. The realm of divination holds all the answers to your fortune. Allow me to use some of my abilities, bone reading, cartomancy, tarot, and mediumship to uncover the answers to your future. Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com under classes and services to book your appointment today. 
Your spirit guides are waiting to speak with you. That's hoodooconjurerootwork.com to uncover your destiny today. Our backdrop of Madam Collins takes us to Memphis, Tennessee, where we find Madam Collins. She is the owner of a boarding house. This is significant because I'm finding a similarity as I continue my research and my investigations throughout Hyatt's work. One thing that I'm finding very similar are that a lot of these conjure doctors, hoodoo doctors, they were entrepreneurs in their own right and on paper. Many of them, this is not the only root doctor that we've come across who owned a boarding home or operated a farm or some form of their own business outside of just their conjure business. And then sometimes you have some who are just full-time conjure doctors. But the piece here that I want you all to see is that there tends to be this trait among doctors of conjure where we walk with the spirit of entrepreneurship, which you would have to, to be successful, you know, in business. I mean, just because your, your, your spells or your work is working doesn't mean that you are the best business person, meaning that you know how to bring in clients, you know how to market yourself, and most importantly, save and manage your money. So, Madam Collins is very much a woman of substance. She owns property. She's an occult scholar. And she's an entrepreneur. The tone of the interview between her and Hyatt is very, very engaging. And if you were to read this interview with a blind eye, you would automatically, or some of you may even automatically judge Madam Collins, when you read this information as, oh, she just gave this man all of the information. Well, yes and no. First and foremost, many of these doctors of conjure spoke to Hyatt so freely for one of two reasons. One, many of them thought that he was a conjure doctor himself. And while Yes, hoodoo is very much in Black African-American tradition. Root work doesn't belong to anyone, nor does the business of conjure. Okay, now the techniques that you use may be derivative of a certain culture, but you will find the art of conjure and root work through every spiritual pantheon, throughout every religion, tradition, and culture. There is a form of it there. So it wasn't uncommon, it was not unheard of to meet a white doctor of conjure, all right? I think that we all have this, I don't know, I think we all have this personalized view where we think that back in the day that we were so separate that hoodoo was only for black people and only black people believed in it. Only black people went to these doctors. That is very wrong. That's very untrue. The majority of these workers will talk about how many of their clients, the majority of their clients were white people. Not to say that they didn't work for the black community, but 
these doctors of conjure were not segregated as it related to who they did the work on or for. So my belief is that she thought, and there are even statements in her interview where she, where she's talking to Hyatt almost as if he's a conjure doctor. The second portion of this is I have to notate, you know, some of Hyatt's methods of gathering information, which were 100% unethical. He would do things like record people without them knowing. And he even admits in his notes, okay, that he was recording Madam Collins and she was unaware. I mean, because I'm listening to this interview, I mean, I'm reading this interview and I mean, she was so forthcoming with information. Now, there is a third attribute to this that I want everyone to have empathy for. And I think a lot of you need to have more empathy when you pick up Hyatt's work or when you read anything from this time period. And these are hoodoo doctors giving out work or spells or whatever they want you want to call it. This is still during the Great Depression. This is still during the Great Depression. You have to remember that many people were suffering. They were hungry. Business may not have been as fluid or as you know profitable as it once was. There was a lack of abundance just across the landscape of the Americas. A lot of these people were desperate. A lot of these people turned to selling information to sustain their livelihoods or just to put food on the table or eat the next day. She speaks on, you know, not having enough money in her interview, as well as Hyatt in his notes even notates that, you know, this was during the Great Depression and he could see the effects of the Great Depression in her town. So what I'm saying is another contributing factor to this is that he paid a lot of these people for this for this information. He gave them money. And I know that's a hard pill for us to swallow. But yes. Some of our ancestors very much gave away, well, I wouldn't say gave, they (laughs) sold some of these secrets. But unfortunately, if you know history, that has happened time and time again, and not only with Black people from America. So here we have the backdrop. Madam Collins is in Tennessee. She's running a boarding house. She has a conjure business on the side. She meets Hyatt. She thinks he's a conjure doctor who's come to pay her for more information about her practice. So in her head, she's esteemed because she feels like, oh, wow, this man is coming to me. She even says in her interview at the beginning of it that only she and another man in her area were considered the the greats or or the most renowned or the best at the art of conjure in her area. So another thing that I love about Madam Collins is that she's confident in herself. She's very confident in her work. And you will find that throughout the words of her interview, how she speaks on just being adamant about knowing what she's talking about. The opening words or statements of her interview are very, very prolific as well. And she opens up this interview, giving you something to think about. So I'm going to give you a short quote from the words of the fabulous Madam Collins from Tennessee. I'm a spiritual doctor. I'm a spiritual doctor who knows about this work. 
I'm a doctor who performs tricks. You offer sacrifices to Jesus, removing the trick. For he is the trick giver and the trick taker. You consecrate your altar with a prayer. In that room, I wear white robes and a white satin hat, which is like a cap and fits your head. It protects the work from dyeing your hair and turns your hair gray. This work will age you. Those are powerful words for an opening statement for an interview of this caliber. And for many reasons, and we literally can just take that first short excerpt and gain so much from this. When you read these interviews, it, I, you know, I really would ask for you to have a different lens on, especially if you're listening to this podcast. I can't make you do anything, but I'm asking you to look beyond just reading these interviews, searching for spells. I really want you to hear the emotion, the lore, and also the personability, as well as theology of each practitioner. You will truly gain something. My opinion is that each and every last one of these voices, they speak a different language as it relates to hoodoo. So Madam Collins opens her interview by elating so eloquently what type of hoodoo worker she is. She says from the get-go, she's obviously a person who has synchronized her Christian beliefs or her beliefs of spiritualism with her hoodoo practice. And this is something that is argued behind the scenes, on the scenes, in the hoodoo community about the authenticity of Christianity being either synchronized or integrated into the hoodoo work. And for the sake of history, I 100% agree that the original hoodoo that came from Africa 100% had nothing to do with Christianity. But I also want you all to remember that the Africans who were brought to this country, they were aware of the Christian God. Their first exposure to the Christian God was not here in bondage. Africa has had Christianity throughout that continent for centuries, so they were aware. So Madam Collins is a more Christian-based hoodoo practitioner or she uses elements of the Bible in her work. Now, what I love is how she elates Jesus as a trickster spirit. She says Jesus is the giver of tricks and the taker of tricks. And one of my students made a very, very good reference. She said, I feel like her Jesus is nothing more than the man at the crossroads. Hmm. You know, we have to remember hoodoo is illegal at this time. So maybe, maybe Madam Collins is speaking in code. Hmm, something to think about, right? Now, the next portion of this is she talks about altar work 
in that one statement. She says the altar must be consecrated. Now, there are many ways to consecrate an altar. She uses prayers. And we get so comfortable or we rely on physical elements to do things for consecration, smoke, water. I mean, you can consecrate pretty much with any elements, water, fire, smoke, or air or earth. I'm sorry. (laughs) Water, fire, earth, or air. You can use any of those elements to consecrate. However, she uses prayer. And I think that that's beautiful. And prayer should be given up as a form of consecration whenever you are doing a consecration ritual, whether it be on an item or whether it be on on space. Now, the last thing that she says in this short excerpt, very significant. And I mean, we could do a literal entire show on this theology or this thought about the hoodoo practice. Now, this is a whisper among the elders of hoodoo. If you have an elder of hoodoo or you've been around the elders, they will tell you, and Papa Sear is going to tell you right here today on this podcast, you look like your work. And some of this work very much can put age on you. I mean, you're dealing with all types of spirits and forces. You are dealing with other people's trauma and their problems. You're dealing with the stress of running a business. You're dealing with the stress of making sure that you provide accuracy in this work. You are dealing with the stress of crazy people because believe you me, everyone that comes into your office, your table, whatever, it's not always a cakewalk. Some people really bring the worst energy with them into a space. So it is very important as a practitioner that when you are in a ritual setting, cover your head, wear white. You know, it will protect your aesthetic. It will protect your hair from turning gray. And now, of course, some of that is just genetic 100%. But the stress and the anxiety of this work, which we really need to talk about more. You know, I almost feel like we need to have a focus group for professional practitioners, just being able to talk about our anxiety and just, you know, the things that we deal with having to have so many people's lives in your hands, you know? So if you read this interview and if you were to just open up this book and skip past that first excerpt without really dissecting that, you don't know how to read this yet. But I would hope that after this podcast, you will gain a better understanding of how to approach these interviews. Of course, my job here is to help you on your hoodoo journey by podcasting and also providing resources that clarify the hoodoo experience. So what I have done is I do have an ebook available for you if you are interested in reading this interview. Okay, now what I've done is I have meticulously edited this interview. The original interview is in the original Southern dialect. And I'm going to be honest, for the purposes of occult studying, it's not the best tool. For the purpose of history, it's great. 
But if you want something that's easy to read and being able to study, as well as a separation of what is actual work, the ingredients and the rituals, it's not the best resource. However, I've taken the time for you of fine tuning this interview as well as many others, which I will be releasing as time progresses. However, this is available for you now on the website. Okay. It's the full interview broken down, re-edited into modern English, as well as in the back of the book, there is a spell compodium of all of Madame Collins spells. There are over 30 spells and ritual workings to complete that are listed in this book. Of course, I cannot guarantee you the authenticity or accuracy of this, of this work. This is 110% for educational purposes, but I do feel like this is an amazing resource for any practitioner on any part of your journey. This resource will help you. And for those of you who are new to this, I truly feel like Madam Collins is probably the only interview that I've come across so far where she teaches you how to usher yourself into the hoodoo practice. So again, this is on the website, hoodooconjurework.com. It is under our shop portion of the website. It's one of the eBooks. It is the Madam Collins Hoodoo Voices eBook. And literally it's on the website for $10. So I hope everyone enjoys what I have put together for you. And I hope you enjoy the upcoming Hoodoo Voices series that will be exposés of the spell work of Black Americans of the Hoodoo, Conjure, and Root Work tradition. Now let's take a moment and talk about spiritualism and how important this was for certain people, just depending upon where they were. You know, this interview really helped me embrace not only why I love spiritualism so much, but embrace why this was utilized and for some workers. Madam Collins talks a lot about the law. She talks a, a lot about how illegal the hoodoo and conjure practice was. And she mentions, mentions many times about her degrees about all of the books that she studied, the secret organizations that she's a part of, and she's adamant about the fact that she has a license as a spiritual doctor. Now, this is not the only person that we've heard be very adamant about that. Of course, the gifted medium, probably one of the more well-known hoodoo voices, she spoke a lot about having a license and how important it was and how it was distinguished to be a licensed spiritualist. I hear the same tone in Madame Collins' voice. But what she also talks about is how the police would extort the hoodoo and conjure doctors. That they would, if they knew that you had a practicing temple, they would come to your temple, threaten to take you to jail, and that some of the doctors were literally paying the police off extortion money so that they would not have their practice shut down. Very much organized crime and mafia tactics but as we know the u.s police force is the first form of organized crime in america but that's enough for another podcast maybe not hoodoo and chill <laughs> you know so she talks a lot about that and 
places a lot of respect on her beliefs and her values of spiritualism. I really do appreciate the walk and the realm of spiritualism because whether you believe it or not, I think that a lot of our people used it as a mask, as a way to keep themselves out of jail so that they could continue the work of traditional hoodoo and conjuring root work, but as well as have a disguise. But I don't think it was just a disguise. I truly believe that once they got into the doctrine, a lot of these practitioners integrated these teachings into their work. I mean, again, even in my own realm of teaching, I notice a big difference between my students who are spiritualists, who have actually undergone spiritualism training, have their certificates versus my students who haven't. Not saying that one is better than the other, but there is a difference in my students who have undergone spiritualist training. I hope they don't get mad at me for saying this on air. I love all of you. We say all of that to say Madam Collins was a very well-learned and knowledgeable woman. She extended her beliefs, her knowledge, and her occult training beyond just what she knew, beyond just her folk magic, beyond just her traditional teachings. She made an effort and she invested in gathering information and outside training. She even talks about going to California once a year to visit with her secret society, to learn more rituals, to gain objects, a lot of stuff. Another thing too, is Madam Collins speaks a lot about these mail order hoodoo shops. You know, I guess today we have online botanicas, but for those of you who do the online thing where we can order our supplies for you, I take my hat off to you. I unwrap my turban for you. Again, this is another form of ancestral veneration because it's nothing new and it's nothing to be ashamed of. These practitioners have ordered their supplies from magazines, pharmacies for centuries. And for those of you who open up shops, whether it's online, whether it's in the community, best believe you, me, we love you, we support you, and we thank you for being an establishment where we can go get our tools and our supplies. Someone has to do it. Let us continue with another excerpt from our girl, the wonderful, very knowledgeable Madam Collins. Now, this excerpt, this is significant. She talks about hoodoo initiations and what you have to do to become a hoodoo yourself. The Hoodoo and Chill podcast will return after this short ad break. Step into the hidden realm of hoodoo as we unveil a mesmerizing collection of interviews. Over 25 hoodoo spells and rituals and untold stories. In Hoodoo Voices, we embark on a journey that transcends time, reviving the forgotten and unknown voices of hoodoo practitioners from the past. Within these pages, You will encounter the captivating world of hoodoo through the words of those who lived and breathed its mysticism. Drawing from the meticulous field work of Harry Hyatt Middleton, we bring you carefully curated interviews, excerpts that provide a rare glimpse into the practitioner's beliefs and rituals of the hoodoo tradition 
available now on hoodooconjurerootwork.com or Amazon. Download your copy of Hoodoo Voices, Madam Collins. Suppose I wanted to learn this work, what would I do? To learn this work? Well now, if you're going to learn the work, if you don't want to consult with anybody to learn it, why you can concentrate. Suppose I came to you and suppose I decided I wanted to learn this type of work and I came to you and I said I wanted to learn this type of work. Would you take me as a pupil? That's right, yes. I could take you as a pupil. And then I would have to teach you this work. Well, after you thought I had learned a certain amount of this work, could I be initiated into the work or anything of that kind or what? No. You're not initiated into the work. It's just an oath that you take with your learner, whoever you learn from, that you will not give your secret. It's a secret to this work that's never given. It's always paid for, and it shouldn't be given. Now that's the secret. It's your protection against others. Your protection against other doctors. Powerful words. Such words of power. And I'm so excited to, you know, analyze this portion of the excerpt because you know, if you've been listening, I have been doing a few podcasts surrounding the concept or the thought or the accuracy, authenticity of hoodoo initiations. And here we have a practitioner from the 30s who blatantly says, no, you're not initiated into this work. Now, the untrained mind as it relates to hoodoo conjure and root work would immediately run with that and say, I told you there are no initiations into this work. And for some, there are absolutely none. We've acknowledged that. But what I find very, very odd in her statement is that right after she says, you're not initiated into the work, she says, there is an oath that you have to take between you and your teacher. She establishes the fact that real hoodooism is learned. It is passed down from one practitioner to the next, like a form of power that is passed along. She says there is an oath that is taken. You guard the secrets of this work because it is your it is your protection against other workers. Now, I interpret that is there are very much initiations into this practice. I am not about to tell you, but what I am going to tell you is that this is very much a secret. It is shrouded in secrecy, and you will only learn these secrets between you and your trainer. I also love that she acknowledges in the beginning of the interview that a lot of hoodoo can be learned through as I like to call it, the initiation of your ancestors and your spirit guides. And that is a fact that you will learn many things from your trainers. You will learn many things from me if I'm your teacher or your mentor. However, 
there is a period of studying, a period of training that lasts your entire life that is undergone with your personal spirit guides, with your ancestors. They show you things. They tell you things that I will not have knowledge of because it's between you and them. They may want you to do things a certain way. So she's very right that there are some people out here who have been taught this work through spirit. Now, do I believe at some point you still need a mentor? Absolutely. There's etiquette. There's things about this practice that I feel like an elder or someone who has years and experience in this can usher you into just a little bit better through the guise of a human experience. However, it does not eradicate from the time that each practitioner will spend in their personable studies with their spirit guides and their ancestors. And she acknowledges this initially when Hyatt asks her about taking on students and if she would even take him on as a student or what that would entail or what that would look like. Again, Hoodoo may not be a religion, a practice, a culture where there's a written doctrine on how specifically to do things. And I feel like that scares a lot of people because it almost opens up the door that this could be a free for all. People can just do whatever they want. However, there is a code of law, an unwritten code of law that is shared between a practitioner and their student, their godchildren, their mentees. And the more you surround yourself with elders, the more you are integrated into the lifestyle of the conjure tradition the more you will learn, the more you will be integrated into the etiquette and the network of the secrets of hoodoo, conjure, and root work. I am going to stop here because I want each and every last one of you to download Madam Collins' interview. I want you to read it with an open heart. I want you to get full from her words, from her knowledge, from her experience. And I want you to gain additional rituals as well as occult knowledge to your growing repertoire. I am so proud of the listeners of this podcast. I am so proud of my mentees and my students. You all are learning, you are growing and spirit brought you here to enhance your journey. Spirit brought you here so that you could hear what needs to be heard for you on your journey. Spirit brought you here because you are on the right path. And this is my confirmation to you. If you're listening, you're doing the right thing. Spirit has you in a chokehold and I want you to stay there. Hoodoo voices. These are just, I mean, every time I do one of these shows, I'm full. My spirit just leaves smiling from ear to ear if my spirit had a face it would be full of smiles i love doing these shows as always family friends listeners and supporters thank you so much for listening to the hoodoo and chill podcast we enjoy all of the support all of the feedback that we get if you want to see the hoodoo and chill podcast remain on air if you want to see us grow please support five ten dollars a month it helps us in many ways if you can't afford that we ask you to please please whenever you have it donate to our charity or 
which is always free make sure that you follow the podcast please leave us a five star please leave us a comment those engagements take the podcast to another level it gets us the exposure that we deserve and we can't do it without the support of our wonderful listeners our family and friends of the who do and chill podcast as always my people i just want to remind you that you are the best of the best your bloodline is divine okay these voices that we are echoing are some of your ancestors whether you know it or not or may even have a connection to your ancestors whether you know it or not i bless your hands my people i bless your feet i bless your coming you're going may your hands be like the Midas touch me everything that you think about lay your hands on made materialize made manifest right in front of your face as if it were gold we send you out in love light peace and most importantly my people protection and with that i release you into the atmosphere thanks for listening to the who do and chill podcast be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts Leave us a five-star rating and let us know how much you enjoyed the show. As always, donations of love keep our podcast alive and give us the ability to enhance our content. Please use one of the donation links in the description to send a donation of love today. And we'll see you on the next episode of Who Do and Chill.